Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello and welcome. I am always so appreciative of your listening ear. You see, I realize that in this day and age, there's a number of different things that you could be doing at this very moment. And the fact that you're spending your time, investing your time, listening to this podcast, I just so totally appreciate that. And it just blows my mind. If you're new to the podcast, (laughs) wait a second. Of course you're new to the podcast. This is only episode four. So you're just joining me more than likely, unless you joined way in the future and that could happen. And then you go back in time to listen to this episode This is episode four. But in case you're just joining, the Aligned Self podcast is about expanding conscious awareness. It's about aligning your heart with your mind and your body so that you can create a life by design. And in the episodes, we're going to be discussing skills, ideas, techniques, strategies, so that you can implement them in your life in a way that makes a difference. My motivation is that I want you to have a life that works, one that is satisfying, joyful, one that you love and provides you with happiness for not only for yourself, but all the people around you. It's my way of causing a ripple effect around the world. You see, if you wake up filled with joy, filled with excitement about your life, then you're going to start treating the other people in your life even better than you already do. And they're going to start treating other people better just because you've made a difference for your own life and you're an emissary for these ideas out in the world. So thank you for showing up and playing the game. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use intuition to get around limiting beliefs. Now, I don't care who you are on the planet. You have limiting beliefs in your psyche. I don't care about how positive you are or if your entire mindset is oriented around possibility. Sooner or later, you're going to bump up against an idea or a feeling that you can't do something. It's going to be like a yes, but, or I can't. I've never done that before. These limiting beliefs don't have to be big deals. They can be little dinky-do items. For instance, One time, I couldn't find my car keys. I had to leave, and I'm like looking all over, and I kept saying, why can't I find my keys? I don't know where my keys are. And so after about 10 minutes of looking everywhere for my keys, saying to myself, I can't find my keys, I can't find my keys, why can't I find my keys? I stopped and I played the what if game. And that game was played like this. If I did know where my keys were, where might they be? And then it just hit me right at that moment. They were already in my hand. (laughs) And I had been walking around for 15 minutes with the keys in my hand. But I was saying to myself, I can't find my keys. I don't know where my keys are. That was the belief I was living in. And it created the inability for me to actually realize that I had the keys already. Now, that's referred to as a scotoma, but that's probably not the most accurate word, uh, In hypnosis, it would be referred to as a negative hallucination. That's probably more accurate. A scotoma is actually a a medical term that refers to a, a, a gap or a blind spot in your visual field. 
So negative hallucination, meaning that you cannot see something. Hallucinating is seeing things that aren't there. And negative hallucination is not seeing something that is there. And my friend, you are your own best hypnotist. Now, if you don't know, I've been studying hypnosis for the last 40 years, and uh, I have something to say about that. But it's been my experience that this internal dialogue that we have, this talking to ourselves, reinforces negative aspects, positive aspects. It is self-hypnotic by nature. These affirmations we say to ourselves, it's programming our mind on a daily basis. So I guess it's a good idea before we go too much further into this conversation. What exactly is a belief? Well, frankly, to be honest, there's no such thing as a belief. And you'll understand that if you listen to podcast number three, the five minute Friday, the power of clarity, you see You can't point to a belief. You can't pull it out of your pocket. You can't show it to someone, pull it around in a wagon. It's not a thing. So a belief is something we believe. It's an idea. It's a concept that we have a certain amount of faith, conviction, certainty that is true. It doesn't mean it is true. It's just that in our experience, we think it's true. And We'll dive deep into beliefs down the road, but that process, just like I had the keys in my hand, yet I was telling myself, I can't find it. I can't find it. That was a mini belief of the moment. And the more I looked around, the more it reinforced the idea that I couldn't find my keys. It obviously wasn't true, but I was living it as if it was true. So a belief is an idea, a concept, a a statement that you live as if it's true. A limiting belief is an idea, concept that limits possibility. It doesn't allow you to move forward, go after the things you want, have the experiences that you want, because this belief, this I don't know, I can't, it's never been done before kind of statement is there. And as a consequence, you have a blind spot in your perception a negative hallucination. You can't even see possibility if it's before you. If you have this idea, concept, belief that it's not possible or doable or performable. I don't even know if that's a word, but you get the idea. Ha, this is me in hindsight. I had to look it up. I looked up the dictionary. Performable is a word. It's not one that I typically use. So it just didn't feel comfortable, but it is a word. So, Many people have this mistaken idea that their past informs their future. So if they have limiting beliefs or taught limiting beliefs or adopted limiting beliefs in their past from their childhood as they were growing up, that stops them today. I'm suggesting you do not have to go back and rewrite the past, eliminate all those past ideas that you've adopted along the way. You can just kind of dance around it by playing the what-if game. And I have to tell you that one of the core beliefs that I have that makes all this work is the idea, the belief, that at the center of your being, you know what you want, you know who you are, and you have the answer. Now, you might be saying to yourself, I don't believe that, though. What if you did? If you did believe that you have the answer within, what might your response be? What might be the answer to your question? And let's say you respond, I don't know. 
And you ask the question again, but what if you did know? What would be the first step? What would be your first action? Now, here's an example that just happened to me recently. I watched a a video that a friend of mine had produced, and she was talking about the belief that everything is working out for you. See, I'm an expert in nonverbal communication, and I had noticed that she shook her head no when she said the statement, everything is working out for you. So I knew that on some level, she didn't fully believe it, even though she wanted to. Now, I did something that I don't typically do. I don't typically point out unconscious patterns to people because, frankly, they find it invasive. They think they're hiding. But I knew her, and I know she's committed to growth and increasing her conscious awareness, so I shared the information that I saw. And she responded enthusiastically, thank you very much. And it was true. She sometimes has difficulty fully believing that statement even though she wants it to be true and feels that it's true. She just has some evidence to the contrary in her past. So let's say that you don't believe that everything is going to work out for you and that is holding you back from taking action or possibly producing fear. This is where we can play the what if game. What if you did believe that everything was going to work out? What would be your first step? What would be your next action? You see, in playing the what-if game, it's not for real, quote-unquote. It's play. You're engaging the imagination. As a game, it doesn't have the significance. It doesn't have the heaviness. It doesn't have the weight. You know, of course I have this belief that I can't do it or it's not possible. But what if I did? And if the idea of what if I did is too certain or it creates any resistance around you, say it this way. If I did know, what might I do? How might I proceed? Use the word might because it's, you know, you're not committing to anything. You're not really taking a course of action. You're just considering something. You're just entertaining the idea. Now, a lot of times people come to me as a client and they'll say, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Or I don't know how to proceed. And of course, I play the game and I ask, well, if you did know, what might you do? If you were to move your life in a whole new direction, and at the moment you have no idea where that might end up, what might be your first step? What might you do that would be fulfilling? What might be something that you could really invest your soul into and find completely satisfying? And after working with thousands of people at this point in time, um, I realize that when people say, I don't know, they really do know. It's just that they're not yet prepared to take responsibility for their answer. So if you find yourself in a moment in time where you're stuck and you don't know what the next step is to take and you play the what if game to engage your intuition and your imagination, if I did know. What might be my next step? Now, for me personally, I did this when I was working as a courier for FedEx. I knew that it was, in my mind, it was a stepping stone job. It was a a meantime situation that, you know, something I was engaged in, in the meantime, until I do what I really want to do, which is coach, teach what I'm doing today. But there I was back in time as a courier for FedEx And I was saying, I don't know what I really want to do. 
yet I really did. I just didn't want to be responsible for it because it felt like, because it felt like if I declared what I really wanted to do, then I would have to take action on it. So I played the what if game with myself back then. And the answer I got was to be a teacher, to be a coach, to be a, to be a change maker. But is actually fearful in taking the step of really owning my own path. So as a consequence, I stayed in the position. I got more training. I actually went into management. FedEx Express provided me with a phenomenal education. They paid me to learn. Now, they got their value. They got service from me until I got to a point where it was a very logical next step for me to leave and start my own gig. So if you play the what if game and you have an answer that scares you, you know it's the thing you want to do. It's no, you know it's the next step, yet it scares you in doing it. That fear is actually communication. It's not telling you to stop. I, back then, I thought it was telling me to stop. It was actually telling you to pay attention. I'm wiser now. When you feel fear, it's actually communication. Internal communication to tell you to pay attention, that you don't have it all figured out. There are some unanswered questions. So if you know what you want to do, but you have fear in taking the first step, just understand it's not yet time. Do not beat yourself up. I beat myself up. It's not worth the pain. Be gentle with yourself. If you have an addiction and you can't figure out how to make it stop, be gentle with yourself. Just knowing that you want to and you have the desire that things will line up, keep in the thought of moving towards, you know, relieving yourself of your addiction, of being the cure, of being health and wellness. That's the goal that you're moving towards. And you ask the question, if I did know how to stop, how might I do it? What would be my first step? Now, I have to admit, I'm not clear on why I talked about addiction right then. That wasn't the plan. But obviously, I, it popped in my head and I went with it. Somebody needed to hear that. Going back to fear. If you're feeling the fear, if you're holding back because of the fear, then you ask this question. If I were not afraid, what would be my next step? If I were not afraid, if I had ultimate courage and confidence, how might I proceed? What would I need to find out? Now, if it's not entirely clear to you, or there's some resistance in discovering or uncovering what you're fearful about, play this game. Let's pretend that you proceed and you are dashed upon the rocks. You crash and burn. Just everything goes wrong. You ask this question, what was it that caused the failure? Was it that you didn't have the skill set? Was it that you didn't have the right mindset? Was it that you didn't have the work ethic? What was it that caused you to fail if you would have proceeded? This is another way to step around the idea with a game, engaging the imagination and the intuition. Because you know, you know if you have fear and you're, you're holding back on proceeding, you already know where the weak point is in your plan. You already know where the, the chink is in your armor. You already know what would cause the failure. And this is now information. If it's a skill, you learn the skill. If it's the mindset, you go out and model somebody else that has the appropriate mindset to do what you want to do. Someone's already done it. 
So you just model their belief system, how are they behaving, their actions, and that will lead you in the right direction. Now that last exercise is something that's very valuable for you, you all, that engage in activities and you don't always look at the downside. It's almost scary to look at what might go wrong. But let me share a lesson that I received as a manager with Federal Express. It didn't take me very long to realize that the days rarely went according to plan. We would plan out the schedules. We would plan out the the systems. (laughs) I can probably count on one hand, you know, two fingers when everything went according to plan. No hiccups, no vehicle breakdowns, no inclement weather. So I developed a a series of contingencies. When this went wrong, this is how I would respond to it. So you can look at the breakdowns that might occur and you create a contingency plan that will go into effect if and when that occurs. Okay, one idea that I want to dive a little deeper in, and I just kind of glossed over it. I said, if you feel fear, ask the question, if I were not afraid, what would I do? So this is a game that you can play to identify those areas that you're not really taking action on. And it begins in a conversation. Now, you can do this by yourself, but I don't think it's quite as effective. And you can sit down with a piece of paper, sit down with a journal, and at the top, you write, if I were not afraid, I would. And start listing the things that you would do, put in place, the journeys that you would set out on if you are not afraid. Now, I think this actually works better in working with another person. And you sit face-to-face with somebody, and it can be your spouse, your best friend. Sometimes this works better working with someone you don't know at all, because then there's no filter. You can be completely vulnerable. There's no expectation on how you should be, could be. There's no preconceived idea of who you are. So as a consequence, you can be completely open. And the person that is listening let's say person A and person B. Person A is the one that's saying what they would do if they were not afraid. And person B is just a committed listener. Their job is just to look you sincerely in the eye with love and compassion and be a listening for you saying, if I were not afraid, I would do this. I would do that. And in the first 10 minutes, typically, It's kind of generic stuff. It's kind of just been tabling and there are more wishes than real things that you would do. After about 10 minutes, it seems a little harder to pull up the ideas, the concept, the things that you would do. But if you stay with it and the other person just provides a listening, no commentary, the other, you know, person B cannot talk. Don't ask any questions. And just knowing that you have that listening after about 10 minutes you really start to dig deep and come up with some very profound, life-altering things that come from your intuitive guidance. We can say that the first 10 minutes flows from the ego, things that you could and would do that would make you look good, that would be a feather in your cap. And as you proceed with it and dig deep, you'll mine for gold. And these are the things that flow from your intuition that, that can unleash the rest of your life. It points to who you really could be and can be if you were to take action or move in the direction towards being fully self-expressed in your life. Let's tie it a little deeper into intuition, since this is the intuition series. 
And this is how we play the game with intuition. If I were intuitive, if I did trust my intuition, what might the answer be? If I were intuitive, what guidance would I be receiving right now? What would be the guidance that I should take action on? If I were totally intuitive, how might I enhance my intuitive communication? How might I enhance the relationship with my intuitive guidance, my inner wisdom? And you will get an answer. Now, the answer might not be like a newsflash. It might just be go to the beach, take the day off, go for a walk, take yourself out to dinner, call a friend. Your intuition will start throwing out breadcrumbs for you to follow to unfold your connection to your inner wisdom. So as we bring this to a close, let me play a little game with you. What if you were to subscribe to this podcast? What would happen if you were to take this idea and implement it in your life? What would your life be like if you were totally unleashed? If you totally ran your life on inner signals? Just what might be possible for your life and your future? Hmm, interesting concept. Well, I want you, I'm inviting you to join my tribe, to come over to Facebook and join the Facebook group, The Aligned Self Podcast. There's a link in the show notes. You can follow and go directly there and be part of a deeper conversation. You can ask questions about anything that I talk about in the podcast, anything that strikes your fancy, any suggestions for podcast episodes. Now, I have to admit, with episode four, there's hardly anybody in there, unless you're traveling back in time. There could be a lot of people in there. Let's just say that you've started here episode one, you're now in episode four, there's hardly anybody in the Facebook group. So, my friend, you're going to get my undivided attention. And we'll just assume that it will be a good thing. This is Daniel Dano V saying, follow your bliss and live the epic life. 